Hello, friends. We have some spicy NHL playoff action to update you on, as well as a very interesting rumor coming out of the Winnipeg Jets locker room about a very divided group of players and what it might mean for the upcoming Jets season and beyond. All coming up on tonight's episode of Locked On Winnipeg Jets. You're locked on the Hockey Jets, your daily podcast on the Winnipeg Jets. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, friends, and welcome to tonight's episode of Locked On Winnipeg Jets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Harrison Lee, an avid Winnipeg Jets fan and an online blogger. You can follow me on Twitter at HLivingLoco and at LO underscore Winnipeg Jets. Thank you for choosing to make Locked On Jets your first listen of the day every day. If you like what you're hearing, be sure to like, follow, and subscribe on your favorite podcasting platform of choice, including Apple, Spotify, Google, Megaphone, Odyssey, and YouTube. We've got audio and video versions of our podcast available for you on all of your favorite platforms, so be sure to give us a follow and a subscription. Keeps you up to date on the latest and greatest in Winnipeg Jets news and analysis. And also, uh, just we really love and appreciate your support. So thank you so much again for listening to us. And on to a pretty action-packed show. Uh, We obviously have some more um, NHL playoff action, some of which has just concluded within the past couple of hours. Uh, This was a very intense day for a lot of teams, Uh, a couple of squads potentially facing elimination, and now we actually have some Game 7s instead. So we'll talk about those games in a little bit. Um, Before we get any further, though, I did want to talk about something that popped up recently on social media. Uh, There was another podcast, and I don't recall which one it was called. Uh, The clip itself has actually been deleted off of Twitter and stuff, so I, I don't recall who posted it. But there was a conversation between a couple of um, podcasters. I think they might be ex-NHL players uh, or, or staff or something like that. But they were talking about a number of different issues. And one of the things that sort of popped up was a conversation about the Jets locker room. Now, in the past, I've heard different things, right? Uh, for the past several years, there have been persistent rumors about split leadership uh, and players kind of taking sides bit of a generational gap, maybe some guys who uh, saw themselves as leaders and other players didn't always agree with their decisions. You had the line situation. Uh, You've had Shifley and Wheeler kind of um, becoming sort of co-captains of the room. And it's had, let's just say, a bit of a mixed impact. Uh, I've heard a number of different names involved in the whole, I guess, brouhaha, but I'm not really going to get into that right now. Uh, The biggest issue, I think, right, uh, you know, for, for the Jets is that a split locker room that is now public is only going to increase the pressure to start making changes, right? If you have a bunch of guys who hate each other and, you know, maybe not even just hate each other, but are honestly just tired of playing for the same team together, uh, it's just going to bleed a lot or it's going to breed a lot of toxicity. And I think that this is kind of the situation the Jets are dealing with. Now, the sources for this are supposedly, and I, I can't say for sure that it's it's the case, but Cody Eakin and Kevin Hayes have both indicated that they thought this was one of the worst locker rooms they've ever been in. Now, normally I would probably not put too much stock into it, except this is you know something similar to what I've heard about the Jets over the past couple of years. So um, despite the sources maybe being uh, 
I wouldn't say hearsay, but certainly a he said he said kind of deal, right? You know, you don't want to you don't want to read too much into things, but I do think that this tracks with the stories I've heard, which makes me think that Mark Shifley might be more on the way out than the team has indicated. Everyone's kind of playing nicely right now, but I do think um, if Shifley is part of the whole group that has caused this split and Wheeler is maybe the other part, well, one of those deals is a lot more movable uh, and a lot easier to get an opposing team or another squad to take on. And that's going to be Mark Shifley. I think for a while now, Shifley has kind of uh, been a guy that I felt is maybe on the outs with the organization. And then he had the trade rumors pop up earlier this year, which for a guy who's on a really good value contract, uh, only a couple of years left, but still um, one of the best value signings for what he can bring offensively. You've got a guy under control for, you know, what, two more seasons. And the, the Jets are kind of in this state where they're trying to figure out you know, long-term, what are they doing with Pierre-Luc Dubois? Uh, do they want to retool or rebuild? And so you have all these questions. You've got a player who might not really be happy to be here. And suddenly it starts to feel like if they're putting this name out there, uh, that that Shifley could be available. And, you know, increasingly it's becoming public that in some capacity, Shifley has been involved with the locker room split. I mean, you tell me what you read into it, right? Uh, I, I think it doesn't really take a lot of extrapolation here to start seeing where the signs are pointing. Now, I won't say that a Shifley trade is imminent or even definitive. I just get the sense that this is what it's indicating. I, I think Shifley and his agent are doing a good job of keeping things relatively calm, relatively quiet, despite the stuff that's circulating. However, I don't think that this is going to last forever. Um I think Shifley could get the Jets a really nice return. And honestly, I just feel like a, a change of scenery for him could potentially be beneficial. But if you're the Jets, right, this is getting to be a bit embarrassing. You've lost Patrick Laine, who was one of your star talents. You pissed off Toby Enstrom uh, after you benched him during the postseason. And make no mistake, Enstrom was one of our best defenders. I know a lot of people saw his undersized stature and injury history and thought, you know, this guy is an absolute wimp and there's no way that he's really important. But you notice once he was gone and then Bufflin left, the defense completely and utterly fell apart. Even, you know, with Buff, you know, without Enstrom, the team just wasn't the same. And I think even looking at the locker room, guys were not happy about that whole situation. Uh, from what I've heard, that there were a lot of split opinions on Enstrom getting benched against, who was it, Vegas? So, yeah, I, I think that there's been a growing um, resentment within the team. And I think that there are a lot of people who maybe are willing to point fingers. Paul Stastny kind of called out the team's leadership not that long ago, and he's done it on more than one occasion. So that's not a healthy thing. Uh, and now we're getting um, fingers being pointed behind the scenes, and it's coming into the public eye a little bit more. So I think the Jets have a lot of decisions to make. I don't know what the best approach here is, but I do think it's going to take changing the locker room uh, dynamics. And if, if that means stripping letters from people, do it. I hate to say it, but I think if if there's a particular group of players wearing, you know, the captain and assistant captain's uh, letters that, that are causing the problem, then maybe it's best to do away with it. I think, you know, I, I wouldn't say, you know, don't have captains, period, but I think you should change who's wearing it. Uh, not necessarily as a punitive thing, but maybe to try and, help players re uh, restart their relationships 
maybe change the dynamic and maybe shift the onus onto a new group of players rather than the same veterans who have really struggled to get it done. I, I think that there is space for all of these guys to be here, but I think the way that it's working right now is going to have to change. And I, you know, the players are going to have to buy into it because as it is right now, the situation is very bad and I don't see many alternatives that don't have an exodus of a number of uh, current jets onto other teams. But Again, this is all rumors that came off of a podcast that's now deleted. So take it with a little bit of a grain of salt, but also expect some changes coming soon. We'll, you know, we'll keep an eye on this. We'll talk about it uh, as the podcast continues to um, add more episodes over the off season. There's going to be plenty of opportunities for, I'm sure, news to break on this stuff. And uh, we'll give you the, the biggest thoughts and, and most important takeaways on these as we go through uh, the next few months. But I do want to shift the attention now to talk about the actual NHL playoffs. Uh, a lot of you are watching this, and I'm sure uh, have had a lot of fun with some of these games. If you are a fan of some of these teams, well, first off, thanks for listening to Locked on Jets. Uh, but secondly, I hope that you guys are doing okay, because it's been a very crazy postseason. We'll talk about what is going on in these series in just a little bit. Before we go any, uh, go any further, though, I just want to shout out the wonderful folks at Built Bar. I have talked about Built Bar myself. Uh, if you have no idea what I'm talking about, Built Bar is the only protein bar that's more like a candy bar with a 100% real chocolate exterior and a soft, chewy interior. They've got some really great flavors, um, some like birthday cake puffs, churro puff, raspberry dark chocolate. All of it's fabulous. If you're wondering what birthday cake puff is like, they've described it as like dipping your finger into a plastic tub of birthday cake frosting. But, you know, the really important thing is it's delicious and it's completely guilt free. Uh, birthday cake puffs have only 150 calories and 16 grams of protein. I challenge you to find a candy bar that does anything like that. And most importantly, you know, this stuff is perfect for every lifestyle, whether you want something on the go as a meal replacement. Maybe you want a quick pick me up in the afternoon or even something before your workout. So Built Bars are awesome. Most of their products are all around the same uh, nutritional values, 130 to 150 calories. Um, but, you know, as, as healthy as they are, they just never sacrifice the taste. And if you want to try out like a mixture of their flavors, be sure to get the 12 pack, which gives you a different variety of flavors. You can try and find a, a mixture of, of combos that work for you. So you can find the one flavor that truly becomes your favorite Built Bar. To place your order, go to built.com and use promo code LOCKED15 and you'll get 15% off your order. Again, that is promo code LOCKED15 at checkout for 15% off at built.com. Hello, friends, and welcome back to this episode of Locked on Winnipeg Jets. We are about to enter into our coverage of the Winnipeg Jets or of the uh, NHL playoffs. We were just talking about the Winnipeg Jets a little bit ago with the split locker room. Now I kind of wanted to talk about the NHL playoff action that the Jets are unfortunately not a part of. But, you know, even as a neutral, I still think this postseason has been fantastic. We'll talk about what is going on uh, in game six of a lot of these series in just a moment. But before we go any further, again, thanks so much for choosing to make Locked On Jets your first listen of the day every day. I would also recommend that you make your second listen Locked On Now. And if you don't know what Locked On Now is, it takes the most important takeaways from games, uh, trades, rumors, and analysis from our local experts and distills it into 20 to 30 second sound bites so you get the most important information available at your fingertips on your favorite podcasts and platforms of choice, just like Locked On Jets. Go give Locked On Now a follow right now. And uh, as always, we really love and appreciate your support in, in listening to us. And uh, we also want to give you the best information on the NHL right here, right now. 
As far as the uh, NHL, speaking of which, is, is concerned, we had a couple of playoff matchups tonight. <clears throat> We're going to start off with uh, Carolina versus Boston. The Bruins have now managed to tie the series 3-3, forcing a Game 7. This is uh, great news for Bruins fans who are kind of worried that Carolina might end up prevailing in the series. Um, a road game against Carolina is going to be very difficult, and the Bruins, while they have had the shot share advantage, I would say, for a lot of these games, uh, it's really hard to bet against Carolina on their own turf. I think that this Carolina squad is really strong, and they are a team that is quietly moving into Stanley Cup contender territory. Uh, not necessarily favorite, but certainly over the past couple of years, they've really evolved and become a team that is a perennial perennial playoff appearer and certainly a squad favored to go pretty far. But they just haven't really gotten to the stage of actually advancing many rounds yet. So, you know, this Boston team is a good first test. I'm surprised that it's going to the full seven. I kind of thought Carolina would have been able to get it done in maybe six. Uh, but Boston is a KG team, a lot of veteran experience very good players. And it seems like time and again, they've found a way to just make it work uh, and, and really pull back this series. So we'll see if Carolina finds itself on the wrong end of an upset uh, sometime this weekend. But, you know, they're not the only ones kind of reeling here. Uh, Minnesota had a really critical game tonight against the St. Louis Blues. And, <clears throat> you know, the Wild just kind of no-showed. They had an okay start. Uh, and, the, you know, the, the Wild seemingly were creating some good scoring opportunities, but then something changed as soon as Nick Letty scored. Uh, Letty sort of danced between five skaters and I think caught, um, I don't know who was in that. It might've been Talbot. Uh, and Talbot was completely caught off guard. The shot I, I didn't really think was all that dangerous, but all of a sudden Talbot just didn't really see it. Letty scores. And, you know, for the rest of the period, no one else ended up scoring, but the second period, um, the Blues just started to pull away. They scored, you know, three pretty decent goals, a couple on the power play, one at even strength. And suddenly the Wild are down 4 nothing. Uh, they're skating around like headless chickens. They just looked really disorganized. And it's been an interesting series because you wouldn't say that the Wild were playing as badly as the scoreline indicates. In fact, at times, Minnesota was creating more than the Blues, but then St. Louis would hit on a counter and suddenly a mistake that the Wild made, they got punished. It's sort of like how the Jets were a couple of years ago, but you know, the wild only winning a couple of games in this series falling out now four to two, it's just not good enough. And I think Minnesota is going to make a lot of changes and I don't really think any of those changes are going to have the impact. They hope. I think this wild squad is good. Uh, finishing talent might need a little bit of help. Uh, and there were a lot of players who just didn't really show up in some of the most pivotal moments. I'm sure Kevin Fiala is not going to be returning unless uh, they make a change on that. I, I would still resign Fiala, but I do think you have to ask what exactly happened. Um, and it's not just Kevin. I think a lot of players on this team might be looking over their shoulders over the next few weeks. But yeah, a really disappointing run for the Wild. Um, they only won two playoff games before the Blues just sort of uh, sent them packing. And St. Louis is now going to be awaiting the winner, I believe, of the... Uh, well, I guess they're getting Carolina next round for round two. Uh, not Carolina, um, Colorado for round two which should be a, uh, a pretty powerful match, one that I'm interested in seeing. Uh, and certainly this is going to be the time for the Blues to prove whether they're like the real deal or, you know, not quite there where they were a few years ago. There were some other playoff series that are worth talking about, and we'll get to those in just a moment. But before we uh, go any further, I want to shout out the wonderful partners at Bet Online. 
Our friends there at betonline.net continue to be the number one source for all of your betting needs and sports info. Find all of the latest odds, news, and sports developments, including this year's basketball playoffs, Major League Baseball scores, UFC fights, and even next season's NFL futures. No matter what sport you're into, whether it's auto racing, um, American football, European footy, uh, baseball. I mean, Bet Online really has you covered. And if you're not into sports, no problem. They've also got your favorite Vegas casino games, so you'll never miss out no matter what you want to get into. Bet Online is your continued source for all of your sporting wagering information from live betting, playoffs, esports, and so much more, all available right at your fingertips. To get started, go to their website on your laptop or mobile device and register for a free account right now. Bet Online is where the game starts. I've used it before. It's super easy and it's really fun to get into. So, Give it a shot. You might just love it. Hello, friends, and welcome back to these closing thoughts on tonight's uh, episode of Locked On Winnipeg Jets. We are uh, checking in on the final playoff scores from, I don't even know what day it is. I think it's maybe about 11 or 12 days into the postseason. Uh, obviously, it's been a pretty chaotic first round for a lot of teams. Um, you know, one of the series that I think I was kind of hoping the Kings would sort of finish off was Edmonton LA. The Kings ended up not really getting the job done in game six, though they fell at home four to two. Uh, and, and while they did have an okay back half of the game, Edmonton sort of controlled the first 30 or so minutes. And it wasn't until they had already built up a decent lead that the Kings started to wake up and buzz a little bit. But by that point, it was kind of too late. Uh, Mike Smith, who, you know, he's much maligned for a lot of reasons that are probably pretty fair. I will say in this series, he's not necessarily been, or he's not been like the the, the main issue with this team. Although uh, I do feel like his individual gaffes have really cost Edmonton. Um, but the depth scoring at times, it's a little bit inconsistent, right? When you don't have McDavid and Dreisaitl on the ice, it just seems like the Oilers are a lot less effective and the Kings at times have outplayed some of those matchups. But it's going to go back to Edmonton now for game seven. And if I'm the Kings, I'm probably pretty nervous. This is not going to be a particularly easy fight, and I expect that. Uh, honestly, I do think Edmonton's going to win. They've been the better team for most of the series. I think that they can easily take care of business at home, but this is the Oilers. You never want to put too uh, too many eggs in the basket and count your chickens before they hatch because the Oilers might start Oilersing. Speaking of another Canadian franchise that a lot of people are probably expecting to disappoint, well, you had Toronto and Tampa Bay for Game 6. Toronto stood on the verge of eliminating the Tampa Bay Lightning, which would have been a you know an incredible experience on the road, I'm sure. Uh, but Tampa Bay is just a team that refuses to go away. Uh, this was a very seesaw back and forth experience where Tampa Bay had the lead and then Toronto tied it super late and then actually took the lead right before the third period in a very shocking, stunning display. Tampa Bay looked like it had no idea what was happening, but then through some questionable refereeing uh, and some decisions that you might argue went against Toronto um, a bit too harshly or maybe even incorrectly, uh, Tampa Bay ended up having a five-on-three, and Kucherov did what Kucherov does, tied the game, and then into overtime they went, and after a pretty intense overtime period, almost a full period, uh, Tampa Bay ended up scoring, taking this one four to three and forcing game seven on the road. So, yeah, um, if Toronto loses, I don't even know if you can say that they really choked. They had a couple of games where they were bad, but I think for the most part, it's just been that they're a little bit unfortunate. Uh, this game, they had circumstances that were beyond their control, 
the game-winning goal came off of Austin Matthews, who was about to spring away for a breakaway. He tripped along the, the red line under no real pressure. And then in the ensuing chaos, one of the Maple Leafs players uh, accidentally deflected the puck into his own net. So, yeah, I think at home, Toronto stands a pretty good chance of seeing off the series. But like I said before, Tampa Bay just never really seems to go away. Uh, they continue to be one of the strongest teams out there, even though in this series they've been second best. Um, sometimes that just doesn't matter. And I think Toronto is kind of finding that out the hard way. So we'll see how the Maple Leafs do. This is probably one of the most important uh, playoff games of all time. Um, not necessarily in terms of like historical significance, but in terms of finally getting the monkey off the back of this current franchise iteration. This team has constantly underperformed in the most critical moments and this is a chance for them to start rewriting the narrative. If they falter here, I, I don't really see how they can possibly change the team to get any better because as it is, I mean, Toronto is really darn good. Uh, you know, you do have to be lucky to make it through the postseason a bit, but I still think Toronto has done more than enough to deserve its own pathway through. So we'll see who wins on Saturday. I'm hoping for a really great game seven. If they pull it off, I'm sure Toronto is going to be insane. If they lose, I'm sure Toronto will still be insane. Uh, but we'll keep an eye on that and let you know what happens in these series and the remaining series uh, for the rest of the days. Um, but for tonight's episode, that is going to be all the time that we have. I just wanted to say thanks again for making Locked on Jets your first listen of the day every day. Next week, we'll continue to have more playoff coverage, maybe even some prospect thoughts as we start to approach uh, the 2022 NHL draft and what the Jets might be looking for at the uh, at the trade pile if they're looking to move their pick or if they are actually going to draft somebody with the 14th overall and add to their pool of prospects. Um, but again, for tonight, that's all the time that we have. Thank you so much for making Locked On Jets your first listen of the day every day. Be sure to make your second listen Locked On NHL. From first round matchups to each Stanley Cup kiss, Locked On NHL covers the playoffs like no other. Hear the latest news and opinions from local experts every Monday through Friday. It's free and available wherever you get your favorite podcasts, so be sure to like, follow, and subscribe right now. And as always, thank you for listening. Have a great night, and go Jets go!